Welcome to Women Leading the Way Radio Show, where each time you'll hear from successful women CEOs, executives, and professionals, where we'll discover how they do what they do to be successful in business. We'll be interviewing women who have overcome big challenges, women who have incredible stories of lessons learned in dealing with adversity. We'll even interview women who have started and grown successful organizations and women who are C-level executives with unique talents and positions. Our goal is to bring successful businesswomen together to share how they're leading the way in business today. Hey, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Women Lead Radio, brought to you by Connected Women of Influence. I'm delighted to be your host today of Women Leading the Way, but more than that, I have probably one of the most amazing women that we're going to interview today that I've ever known. So I'm going to say it's been about 20-plus years, maybe even almost close to 30. I've known this amazing woman, and we are going to be talking today about leaving a lasting lifetime legacy which our guest today and our meeting lady has been recognized for with the National Women of Influence Award. So please welcome to our show the amazing Robbie Motter. Hold on, Robbie, the CEO and founder of the Global Society for Female Entrepreneurs. So, Robbie, just say hello and tell everyone how awesome you are. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to be here. I always love connecting with you, Michelle, and being uh being at your organization's events, they're always so amazing. Thank you for that, because I am quite inspired by you. So we're both in the love club, and we're just coming off of Valentine's Day. So this makes a lot of sense. And, you know, for our listeners, I, I, you, in November, you were recognized. And, I, and this should have been a multiple awards. I've seen you win so many awards, Robbie. I, I do want our listeners to know what your – Soul mission is and purpose, and I want to hear it from you and tell our listeners of what you do for women. Let's hear it. I like to empower, inspire, mentor, train, and connect women so they become successful entrepreneurs, to be their cheerleaders, you know, to let them know that no matter what their dream is, it can happen. And sometimes you just got to have somebody at your back saying, you can do it, girl. So I'm that person that lets them know whatever they want to do, they can do it. And I'm here to support them, to connect them with the people they need to meet so that they can make their dream come true. And that is that is such a legacy that you're leaving, you know, for other women that are entrepreneurs. I mean, like I said, man, you are such a giver, and I'm delighted for our listeners to know about you. So let's unpack a little bit of you. I'm really curious. Because I've seen over the last few years, man, you are getting award after award after award. And what I want everyone to know is you also give back. You spend hours and hours and hours actually nominating women you know that are part of GSFE and women that are part of your circle. You nominate them for awards. Talk about what it's like to not only win awards but also of how you give back and you make sure that women you know are being nominated and winning awards because you give back on that. It's a twofold thing. Well, I, Michelle, you and I know both that we don't do what we do to get awards, but it's always nice to be recognized. And, and many times it's because I get recognized that I find out about an award I didn't know about. So the minute I get recognized, I'm already clicking in my head all the people that I could nominate for the award the next time they do them. And 
what I what I see is that women that get awards. I remember one particular person I gave her an award, and for ten years she was running an an organization. It's amazing, but nobody ever nominated her for an award, even though they loved what wow. she was doing. So sometimes they don't think about that. And what it's kind of interesting because the person you give it to is still doing amazing work. But the minute they get an award, people look at them so differently. So that's one of the reasons I do that. Like when we did Kindness Day, I went to, we did it in Newport Beach. I looked in Newport Beach of every person that was in assembly, senate, supervisor, mayor, and I wrote them all letters and asked them to give us certificates for all 100 women that got awards. And I got them. And they were thrilled to get them. So I said, what it says, I got to move my stuff stuff in different areas all the time, then I can go after different assembly and senate and supervisors. <laughs> no, I'm oh, and you've done more than that. Areas. I was going to say, because you've even handed out the President's Award for service. I mean, I, th- those are right. special with the, ba- the the emblem. I mean, it's you've got it going on. I, I You know, I want to talk about, not the whole time, I know you've got some events that I want to talk about that are going on with GSFE. And I, I have to say thank you because I have personally been the recipient, you know, of your Blue Sapphire Award and also the Kindness Award. And those those, those were huge to me because I'm one of those, like, I don't know if you remember Susan Lucy, but, I, you know, I've been up for awards. I don't go after awards. I'm always like, it's, it's, it's the love of what I do, that I do what I do. But, you know, it is so cool. And yet I see some women that when they don't win, it still is, they get a little upset about it. And I, I'd love for you to talk about that because you you do awards. I mean, I see so many women, Robbie, that they don't nominate other people or they don't feel like they should nominate themselves for an award. And then there's the issue of if they don't win, they feel like, oh, um, I, they get up in their head. Talk a little bit about, for our listeners, how women should get over that and not, you know, wait for somebody to nominate them. Like, what's your perspective on that? Well, first off, I think just getting on nominated is a big award to them. You know, not everybody yeah. can win. So to be to understand that, okay, I didn't win this year, but there's always next year and there's always another award, and to be recognized as an honoree I think is a great thing. Um, and people need to, you know, women need to learn that. You can't win all the time, but you're getting recognized. Also, who knows better about what you do than you do? So doing your own nomination is a good thing. You can can put down things that others may not know about you because sometimes women are not always telling all the things. I mean, I learn something new every day about my members that I didn't know. And yet some of them I know 20 and 30 years, but every day something new comes out. So I think it's... There's nothing wrong in today's world of talking, you know, but I think it comes from the olden days, and I think you probably remember this, Michelle, too. We were told never brag about yourself. Well, yeah, you know for more sure. about what you do than you do. So those, that's kind of my yeah. take on that. I say, you know what I say now, Robbie, is I say get your brag on. Like, seriously, we do not need to that's, – that's a whole different world, but you said I was old, so we're going to go with it. <laughs> I'm just teasing. Um, I do want to go a little bit serious mode for a minute because the award that you won as a Lifetime Legacy Award is, a, is to me and to Connected Women of Influence and the Women of Influence Award a really special award. And I'm just curious for you, like, what does – 
being recognized as a Lifetime Legacy Award winner mean to you? I'm just really curious. Oh, I know I, you are leaving I, an amazing legacy, but what does it mean to you? Oh, it means that my work is going on. You know, I don't know if you know this, but I, and probably you do, because I think I mentioned it maybe in my suit talk, that um, in 19, it was in the 50s, I was in Omaha, Nebraska, and I asked, I was working at an officer's club at the time, and I asked this woman to teach me something, because I've been on a lifelong journey of learning and so that I could grow into a better job and better job and better job when I was in corporate. And she looked at right. me and she said, I will not teach you or any woman. And that was the day mm. that I made a decision that whatever I learned, I'd spend the rest of my life sharing it with women because we're not in competition. I love this. We don't compete. We complete. Yes. Say that again because it's such a tongue twister on words, and it really is it's a huge phrase. Say it again. We yeah, do not you know, compete. Have, we do not compete. We complete each other. Mm. I love it. I love that phrase. It has to sink in for a moment. And, and that is you. I mean, I, again, knowing you, I wish our listeners could, I, I want them to know you and just how you, you wake up every morning and say, how can I support other women? And you go to bed at night and you're like, you know, here's the excellence I've shared, not from a braggadocious standpoint, you just give, Robbie. And, and I want our listeners to know that. I know you, you have this amazing organization called Global Society of Female Entrepreneurs. I've known you with other organizations, but tell me what was the, you know, what was the reason you started GSFE, and what is GSFE all about? Well, we're a 501c3 nonprofit, and the reason I started, as you know, I spent 29 years with with NAFI, the National Association of Female Entrepreneurs, but they were, they're based in New York, and they were a profit company. So when we were doing Mm -hmm. events, with our networks in California, it was impossible to get in-kind donations or any uh, people to become sponsors. So that's in, in 2017, I formed the Global Society. And at that time, I could have added networks, but I decided that we, since we were still doing NAFI networks, that we wouldn't add the networks in. But when COVID came, NAFI decided that they were going, they were going to pivot to a whole new area they no longer wanted. They never really had the networks. They were like affiliates. So the networks were really owned by the people who were doing them, but they, and they could use the NAFI name. But NAFI decided they no longer wanted to change. What was interesting, they spent 40 years building the brand of NAFI, and they no longer use the NAFI name at all. They have some name that I don't even, it's not even memorable. Wow. I can't even remember but they're now going only in diversity. They have no networks, and they're just a whole new role. So at that point, um, I decided then to move the networks into GSFE, and um, I went to all the members, and they loved the idea. And I, I said what we would do is we would, when their normal renewal would come up, that they would have renewed with NAPI, which they wouldn't be doing because NAPI was no more, they would then renew with GSFE and we would grandfather everybody in. And that was the start of the networks. We're now 350 members. We're growing. We're now global. We're launching Canada this month. We're launching Florida, New York. um, And we're also, uh, uh, England is coming in very strong. And plus we have other networks. Yeah. And actually, well, I, and it's funny because I've, but 
but it, yeah, no, I, mean, I was just going with you. I was like, and I've talked to some of the women. I've talked to one of the women in Canada. I've been, you know, I, we, we blend, right, both of our organizations. And I think it's a perfect example of how we complete, you know. I mean, it is about and, not either or. You know, I like to say the land of and, but, you know, you're just England and Canada and, you know, you are going global. And I think that is one of, as much as COVID was horrible, look how awesome this has been for you to go into different states and countries and now globally. So, woohoo, right? You know, I think actually, you know, like I said, COVID was a, is a terrible thing, but it opened for both of us, you and me, that now we could do, mm-hmm. you know, Zoom, which would then be able to take our people that we were doing live with and let them meet people that maybe they would never have an opportunity to meet and come in on the, the the online way and yet still have the 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 local ones where people could come and be face to face if that's what they wanted. So we've given them options and one of the things that I feel like it comes back that we don't compete, we complete. There I believe both of our networks are great for all of our members. They can get something out of so, you know, I'm always telling them about your suit talk, your meetings, your events, because I, I don't ever feel like, oh, I, I can't say that. No, we're here to let them grow and spread their wings, and however they can do that, that's what I want them to do. Yeah, no, I, in, in agreement. And, you know, and the funny, the cool part is, Robbie, you're the one, you're one of the main people that have taught me that, you know, because I, I, I'm very competitive, you know, and this is this show's not about me, but... You know, it is, and it's like we're taught to compete, and, you know, yet it's like the abundance mindset is something that really kind of changes everything. You know, you're more open. It's like I I love all of that, and you are definitely somebody that exhibits those words and those actions, so that's one of the reasons I respect you so much. I want to talk about some of the events you have coming up, but if you're going to give me um, just a quick minute because you've got the – the Lady in Blue Awards that are coming up. I mean, can you talk a little bit about your awards that are one coming in April and one that's coming up in March, I believe? Give me a little overview well, of the awards that you have coming well, up. Well, the Lady in Blue Sapphire, this year we're not adding awards to it because in April we have a huge award event that we're doing a collaboration. But the Lady in Blue is going to be a fashion show and a tea party this year, and it's going to be on Ooh. March 6th. As the uh, normal Murray Center in Mission Viejo, so it's going to be. We're going to each network is decorating their own tea table. There'll be uh, with china and all of that, and we have a tea speaker. Uh, she's wonderful, Darling Marie Fall. She knows all about tea, and we have two entertainers: a violinist and um, a singer. And then um, we, Kara Maldonado and Angelique Sunshine are both chairing that event for me. It's one of our GSFE annual events, and that's going to be great. And tickets for that are only $40, and that includes the entertainment and just nice. lots of fun. Then on April 2nd, we are coming together with Seema. She inspires me from London. And you are actually getting an award at that event, if you know, notice. <laughs> I am. It's going to be at the, I'm very excited it's going about to be it. At the Crystal, yeah, it's going to be at the Crystal Ballroom, <laughs> Golden Sales Hotel in uh, Long Beach. And it's going to be amazing. Uh, we have nine entertainers. We have um, 
we have it's going to be red carpet at four o'clock and then we have it's a buffet dinner and we have all these people coming in from london so it's they're excited and it's a way of us all coming together again two organizations coming together with love and getting to meet each other and those tickets are going to be 65 dollars and Robbie, if people are interested in going or want more information, where do they go? Like we have a link to your uh, your website address, your URL. Yeah, if they go to you, our website. Is there another way yeah, you want people to, to web- Okay. Yeah, just go to our website and click on events, upcoming events, and everything is there. Okay. And they super can cool. even buy and, their and tickets. Just for a better tickets. Okay. Super, super. Um, I'm going to ask you some questions. I'm going to ask you to hang with me, and you're going to be live here. But I'm going to do a quick little sponsor thank you. So just give me a second. Women Lead Radio is brought to you today by Connected Women of Influence and our partner, Microsoft. The Microsoft mission is to empower every person and organization on the planet to achieve more. Microsoft believes technology is a powerful force for good, and they're working to foster a sustainable future where everyone has access to the benefits and the opportunities created by technology. Microsoft believes technology can and should be a powerful force for good and that meaningful innovation can and will contribute to a brighter world in big and small ways. So thank you for your support, Microsoft, and to all of our sponsors and our partners. And Robbie Motter, you and GSFE are one of our partners in Connected Women of Influence. So um, what I want to come back to, other than people making sure to go to your website, do you want to share uh, your website address with all of our listeners, and we do have it on our show page as well. But what is the website it's, address? It's Global Society for Female Entrepreneurs dot org. Global Society of Female Entrepreneurs dot org. Okay, great. Yeah. I want to spend um, most of the rest of our time talking a little bit about you, and I, I just again want our listeners to know that you have made decades of time that you support other women. And I'm, I'm really curious, you know, from your perspective, like what, if you had a moment to share one or two things with other women, and I know you have tons of opinions and advice, but what would be one or two slices of advice that you would share with other women in business that you feel are just super important? Well, I would say first, surround yourself with positive people that inspire you and, you know, always look, you know, no matter where you are in your life, you should always look to be higher than where you are. So find somebody that is there and ask them to be your mentor. And you could have many mentors, you know, different things that you want to accomplish. People like helping people. And I think so many times we think that we're scared to ask because they'll say no. Well, if they say no, you ask Mm -hmm. somebody else. That's my theory. You know, because people do like to help, but they like to be asked, oh, I want to be your mentor. I would call them up and say, you know, I really appreciate the things that you've accomplished, and you are a role model for me. Maybe you could give me some pointers or how I can move up to to be where you are. And people will, will share that information. I find that all the time. People call me and I share. I love that. I connect them. You know, and I connect them with people that they want to meet. Ask if there's somebody you want to meet, put it out there. Somebody knows them, you know. Everybody knows at least 200 people. How do you know that that 
within that 200 people is that perfect person that you've been trying to reach. Stop doing it all yourself. Well, you know, something that I've seen you do in in action with others and, and with me, I mean, I've benefited from this like many times, you know, all of a sudden someone will say something, you're like, oh, I need to connect you with so-and-so. I mean, you don't just wait for it. You do it right then and there. And I, I have hugely benefited and learned from that. But where, how did you pick that up? You know I mean? Is this just something that you have a spidey sense for in connecting other women? Or well, is it I, something yeah. you learn? I, well, no, it's something that I, it's interesting. Um, I have this insight where I know that certain people need to meet certain things that I just put them together. Or if somebody triggers and says something I already you know I interact over my life with probably 20,000 women and I stay close with all my women I don't just see them and then never see them again I stay in touch I send cards I call them so my friendships go as back as long as 50 years and from those 50 years I've met people that they know and I keep in touch and I find out what they do what they need and so, I mean, it's it's about, it's never about me. It's about what can I do for you to help you achieve your mm. dreams. Mm. Those are such wise words. More of us should take that to heart, you know what I mean? Especially, ooh, heart, I like that. Uh, you know, what what is something that people just don't know enough about you? I'm just curious. Something that maybe is, you know, that it's like, you know, you're, you're a giver. It's like you support other women. But, you know, we all have a lot of layers. But what is something that we none of us just really know that much about with you or, or secret um, something that none of us know about you? Want to share it? I'm, I don't really have a secret. I think I'm, I'm who I really <laughs> am. I, 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 I am my authentic self. And I think that's another thing people need to know. Be who you are. Don't try to be what you think other people want you to be. Because people feel when you be true to yourself and you are out there and you love yourself and you portray your real person, people feel that. And that's what you want to leave them with, not some fake person. They want the real person. So remember that. You're all beautiful, wonderful. You have great talents. Be who you really are. Oof. We should drop the mic right now, but I know you have so much more. I'm like, you know, I know you've been in business a long time and you you have been, you know, in different ventures and things like that. People have come and gone. You are, you know, such a great connector. I mean, I, I always feel like people can share success stories all the time of what, you know, have been their keys to success. But one of the things that really resonates with me are some of the hard lessons that we've learned as businesswomen. And I'm really curious for you, can you share just a really tough lesson that you learned by being an entrepreneur and share that with our listeners and what you learned from it? A big one. Well, I, I have them too. But. I think, well, I think one of the things that's really important, we all have strong intuition. And our intuition never lies to us. And sometimes we take our what we get the answer in our intuition, but we take it up to our head and we say, oh, well, maybe I missed this. But, you know, the intuition never lies. So for me, I need to, you know, I do it now, but there are times in my life where I would take, I'd get the answer, but then I'd try to reevaluate it, and then I would make wrong decisions. 
Um, the other thing that uh, – there was something that just came the other day. Uh, one of my members is doing an event, and she asked me for a baby picture. And, you know, the interesting thing is there are no baby pictures of me. There are no ch- childhood pictures of me. There are nothing until oh. probably about 15 wow. when I got my first job, and that was the picture I sent her. I have no – no, rec- you know, as you know, I grew up in foster homes, so there's nothing. So for me, mm-hmm. that part of my life is what made me the strong person I am today. Oof. That I mean, it just says so much. And I know you've written a because you've written a couple of books now. Collaborative, your book. I mean, what was that kind of experience like? Because you're starting to jot down so many things that you know. Again, peeling back the layers. There's a lot about you. But what was it like to be? I mean, you're an international best-selling author, if I'm correct. Maybe multiple times, or you've got two books under right. your belt at this point. But it was interesting because when I've been in 35 chapters of different books, all, and majority of them have all been bestsellers, but I've really never written a book about myself because it really isn't about myself. I'm really more about making these people tell their story because everybody's got a story, and their story could change somebody's life because that person reading that story will say, oh, my God, I'm not the only one out there that's faced that. Look at what this person did. Look where they are today. So that, to me, (laughs) means more than writing my own. I have no desire. In fact, I was trying to do one, and I found I just couldn't do it because I'm more about, oh, I could put this person in the book and this person. It'll make it a better book because then, you know. So anyway, I think it's about making. Like Sue Talk, your Sue Talk is so amazing. I can't tell you. I think we've had nine of our members have done it so far, including me. And uh, they call me up all the time and thank me for connecting them with you to do Sue Talk. And I have more girls that want it. And it's quite an experience. I mean, you can be a, a speaker like I was. For years, and I've spoken to audiences as big as 10,000 people, but Sue Talk for me was the hardest thing I ever did in my life, but the greatest thing. I was so happy. I mean, I wanted to give up, believe me, because it's all about so funny. memorization. Right. I, I think I worked three years to get you to do a Sue Talk, as I recall, and I finally, I finally, we crushed it. You know, you said yes, and then you were, you were on to committing to do that, and you did an amazing job, and you know, just there's so much there to you. I think you, again, you inspire and motivate women. And even as I'm trying to talk about you, it's like you're turning it around, and I love you for that. It's like you're just like you're turning it around and talking about our stuff. So I love that. I mean, I think as you, you know, look forward, I know day by day, um, you know, you're always looking to inspire women. And I, I, I'm curious because I know you and I both um, like to support the next generation of our up-and-coming leaders. And I would love for you to share a couple of things that you may say, would say differently to a younger woman, differently than we would to one of our peers. But to today's young woman, like what two slices of advice or inspiration would you give them as we wrap up our show? Because it really is about the next generation now. What would you share to the next generation that's up and coming that you've learned along the way? Different or the well, you same know, for other women? We're starting this month, you know, the Young Ladies uh, Network. Lauren Hunter's going to head that. 
But they, they have different needs. They have different things that they face. Yeah. Bullying is a big thing. Uh, being, uh, again, teaching them to be who they really are and not try to be what they think their peers want them to be. Being their support, finding mentors that show that one of the things we felt that by doing the network, we would, could start them. We're starting them as young as 13 in our group, and we already have quite a few girls that are interested. Um, but teaching them about service because we felt like we're not always going to be here to be give the service so if we start teaching the young about serving others um, then as we phase out they'll phase in being there to understand Mm. some of the pressures I mean it's so different so we're having younger people come together and like Lauren works with these youth all the time so she's a great one bringing Annika into that who's experienced a lot so you know we hope that we can be um to inspire them and mentor them and connect them and be the people that they remember as they grow so that they will turn around and mentor others as as they get older as well i think that's such an amazing way to kind of like wrap up the show just because it is about the next generation i mean we we, we very much have, a, you know, kind of parallel lines, but, you know, there's so many opportunities, you know, just to be supportive of other women and give back and at the same time flourish and grow. So I love all the stuff you're saying. I ask this to every one of my guests, Robbie, so you're going to get this from me. I want you to think of the most incredible slice of inspiration you can leave us on our show, and that's how we're going to wrap it up. So no pressure on your part, but... How can you leave us with something amazing and wonderful and powerful and inspirational? Well, I would tell them to show up at all of their meetings, to your groups and my groups, and to ask. They need something to powerful words, and it's okay to ask. I I had a tough time asking until one day somebody came up to me and said, Robbie, don't you get a lot of... uh, feel great when you help somebody I said oh my god my heart is always so full when I can make a difference and they said why are you being selfish and not letting us help you wow that was (gasps) it for me so now now I ask for everything that, that's uh, they're drop the mic. That's what we need. It is. You're so true, Robbie. My gosh, I, I'd love to have you on this show all the time, just because I think that you are just one amazing leader that I have um, very much benefited by knowing. So, to our listeners, you have heard from the lovely Robbie Motter, our leading lady and award-winning Lifetime Legacy Award winner. Um, I want to say thank you to our listeners, and Robbie, thank you for being here with me today. We'll have you again. I want to let all our listeners know we're here. We're quickly moving to a daily show, but always live shows on Monday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific time, Fridays, uh, 2 p.m. Pacific time, and through the week. So we are available on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, all the subscription services after our show. And it is my delight to have you listen to our show. And I hope all of you have an extremely fabulous week and enjoy the the kind of month of February. Women Leading the Way is produced by Connected Women of Influence, the premier private membership organization where life-focused, business-to-business, executive and professional women connect, collaborate, and cultivate a vast network of high-level affiliations, resources, and professional relationships. 
For more information about Connected Women of Influence, please visit our website at connectedwomenofinfluence.com.